are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Wildcats. This show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And quite frankly, that is an understatement. How many times have you had a protein bar and you're like, this doesn't taste very good, but I got to consume it. Or you come up with something to rationalize having something that's got a little bit more protein in it. But honestly, it ain't that good either. Built Bar is totally different. Built Bar is the kind of protein bar that you look forward to eating post-workout pre-workout the middle of the day if you need an energy bump a lot of different advantages to having built bar you can go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get 20 percent off your next order we're going to talk all u of a football in this episode i'm going to be joined by john brogan here in a few minutes but before we get into that and we're going to talk about kind of the curious hire that led to jed fish getting here and the fact that jed fish i think has certainly surpassed everybody's expectations but before we talk about that we need to talk about how we got here and that was the malfeasance of a few previous coaching staffs primarily kevin sumlin's Sumlin obviously wasn't an impressive X's and O's coach. I don't think that anybody would dispute that, whereas Rich Rod was, but Rich Rod couldn't recruit. The difference, though, with Sumlin was that Sumlin couldn't recruit either, and that's really what encapsulated his tenure here at the U of A. It was basically neglect and neglect at the highest level. Everyone knows that Tucson isn't a hotbed of talent, and Arizona isn't an easy school to recruit to. So what did Sumlin do? When he had talent in his backyard, he basically ignored it. And he ignored the only school that really matters at the highest level in the city in Sal Point Catholic High School. Making matters worse, his own son was on that team. What excuse do you have at that point? Sure, everybody knows the type of talent that has come through there. Five-star Bijan Robinson, who's killing it at Texas right now. Lathan Ransom at Ohio State. Bruno Fina at uh, UCLA. Jonah Miller is going to be at Oregon. And we're going to get into all of those guys in just a second. Let's talk about Bijan first, though. Yes, Bijan Robinson always had his eyes on a bigger plateau. And I totally get that. That makes sense. He's a kid that had a lot of expectations. But just because he's initially saying he's not interested in coming here or gives you the cold shoulder, you have to pester him until you can't pester him anymore. That's just the way that recruiting works in this day and age. And when you hear Sal Point coaches say, yeah, Arizona wouldn't really hear a lot, that is a major problem. But let's throw Bijan Robinson aside for a second, and let's talk about Lathan Ransom. Lathan Ransom was a kid who didn't even get an Arizona offer before he got other Power 5 offers. When a school when a player like that is in your backyard, that's just unacceptable. Let's talk about Bruno Fina. His father, a Sal Point grad, a legend at the University of Arizona, felt more comfortable sending Bruno out of state than sending him to play for Kevin Sumlin. That's just an error on every single area. Rich Rod at least got some of those kids. Now, again, Rich Rod didn't do well enough either, but Rich Rod at least got some of those kids. And... In hindsight, it is just amazing the negligence that was allowed to occur during the Kevin Sumlin reign, from recruiting to ignoring alums to just malfeasance at the highest order. 
and we're going to talk about it in depth in the next segment. But one thing that you have to give Jed Fish is that Jed Fish, I think, certainly realizes some of the issues in the past. And it, to me, it's twofold. If you're at Arizona, you've got to be able to press all the right buttons from you've got to keep the local kids home. Now, again, some kids are going to get out. But if a kid like Kadeem Carey is in your backyard, you've got to be able to keep Kadeem Carey home or at least let Kadeem Carey know that, you know what, we want you here. Same thing with Bijan Robinson. Same thing with Lathan Ransom, Bruno Fina, Jonah Miller, another kid who's going to Oregon. If those kids are ignored by a school that's not even that good in the grand scheme of college football, you are giving them absolutely every single reason to leave the state. And that's what's happened. It's going to be painful for the next few years to watch Sal Point, Bijan Robinson light up the uni- for the University of Texas and play like a first round draft pick, which he probably is going to be at some time. Now, again, who knows? Maybe Bijan Robinson would never have come to the University of Arizona. But until he signs that letter of intent, you've got to be on him saying that, well, we didn't think he really had a chance, so we had to direct our at direct our attention elsewhere that's just not good enough that's not a good enough explanation for ignoring a kid like that it's also not a good enough explanation too as to why alums were ignored in the past a guy like brandon sanders now at the u of a all-time great probably one of the two best safeties in school history he is going to be remarkable in the role that he has as a recruiting coordinator and alumni outreach. That's the kind of stuff that should be easy for any coach to be able to make happen, but was just something that was totally lost under Kevin Sumlin and under the administration was allowed to fester, which to me is a two-part problem right there and something that is going to have to be addressed. And for what it's worth, whatever you think about the Jedfish hire, He certainly has done his part to reach out to these high schools. And again, we're going to talk about that with John Brogan a little bit later on in the show. But again, before you move on, you have to know exactly how you got here. And it really is remarkable just how little Kevin Sumlin and the previous staff put their attention in to securing high profile talent, not nationally, not in Phoenix, but in their own backyard. And again, that is something that can just not ever happen again. If a kid's going to tell you no, cool. But you know what? You don't want to have to look in the mirror and then wonder, man, maybe if we had given a little bit more attention to Lathan Ransom, he wouldn't be starting at Ohio State next year. Or if we had given a little bit more attention to Bruno Fina, maybe he could be the next Fina in that, law, in that history of great offensive linemen. But we're never going to know because that effort was never put forth. And honestly, that is something that can never happen again. Coming up next, we're going to be joined by John Brogan, and we're going to talk about how we got to Jed Fish and what Jed Fish has done at this point. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. on Wildcats. I'm Mike Luke, joined again by John Brogan. We promised you that he would show up on Wednesday, and here he is talking to me. Thanks for actually showing up, dude. Yeah, no problem. We've been uh, we've been remiss on talking a lot of uh, U of A football here, but we do have an excuse because you are at the heart and the end of U of A basketball season, so that is obviously something that has taken a bunch of our time, but now we're going to dive into a little bit of U of A football, and we're 
nobody better to have than you. You are generally pretty good connected in the recruiting fronts you generally have a good idea as to uh which kids are going to be coming and you talked and you broke that uh, arizona was going to be receiving a commitment from grayson stovall from chandler hamilton we'll talk a little bit later on about arizona's recruiting and how it's uh and how it's gone but i want to talk a little bit about how arizona got to jet fish and i'm making no harsh statements about Jed Fish. Again, we'll talk about Jed Fish a little bit later on and kind of his surprising first couple, first month or two here on the job. But when a coach, when a coach is let go like Kevin Sumlin and there is, you're coming off of an, oh, you're coming off a 12 game losing streak. That's an issue. But I think the thing that concerned me the most about all of this was it doesn't really feel like there was any real rudder to the process after Kevin Sumlin. And I get it. School presidents are going to be involved in decisions. That's just the way it is. (laughs) And President Robbins didn't really deny that he was heavily involved in this because he said he was heavily involved in the coaching searches of every single Every, or every single or coaching searches, every single department. Okay, I totally, I totally get all that. So, but I think what really threw me off and what threw a lot of people off was you ended up with a guy, with a guy who you're obviously friends with, who hasn't been a candidate really for any other job, and has basically bounced around from coaching job to coaching job. And I think a lot of people are wondering. What exactly? How did this process unfold? Sure, we could. You could have the next great coach here at the University of Arizona, but I don't know, man. It the whole way that you got to Jed Fish felt is felt a little uncomfortable for me. Yeah, and and you know, it's no secret that Robbins basically hired made the Sumlin hire um, the first go round, and this coaching search felt a lot like that. There was, you know, a lot of smoke behind the Navy coach early in the process, and then a lot of smoke behind the San Jose State coach in the middle of the process. And then towards the end, you started to kind of hear behind the scenes Jed Fish's name popping up. Nobody wanted to take it serious for a few days. And then, boom, next thing you know, Jed Fish is the guy. And honestly, when the coaching hire was made, I was shocked. Not shocked in a good way because. Kevin Sumlin was an unmitigated disaster. You can debate uh, the merits of previous coaches there. Mike Stoops did some good things. Rich Rodriguez did some good things. But Kevin Sumlin felt like a a hire that was made against maybe what the initial decision was made to probably go with the Navy coach, Ken Niamataolo. Now, when you have a president that is heavily, heavily involved in coaching searches, that's I get it. But at the end of the day, you also understand why people are frustrated here, because what is the AD's role in all of this? And I think the fact that Jed Fish actually thanked uh, uh, President Robbins was something that at least raised my eye a little bit. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Jed Fish to succeed here, because honestly, this was not your traditional coaching search or traditional coaching hire. And things like this generally don't end well. And I think when you look across the country at some of the bigger schools out there, 
the university presidents aren't involved in the hiring process. Sure, they stamp it, they approve it, but by and large, it's the AD and search firms that are navigating these coaching searches at Arizona happens to be the president. President Robbins is going to get all credit in the world because this is generally viewed as his hire. If Jed Fish turns out to be amazing, yes. But I'll tell you one thing, though. If this doesn't work out, at some point you got to kind of wonder what's going on because this would be two coaching hires made. One, the Kevin Sumlin one, I think people could get their head around. There was obviously a lot of background issues with Kevin Sumlin that certainly bore themselves out as he was here at the University of Arizona. But you could at least understand the Kevin Sumlin hire because a lot of people liked that hire at the time. But these guys are also in the position they are making lots of money because they're the ones that get paid to make these big, big decisions right here. Now, if Jed Fish doesn't work out, there's nowhere to run because nobody was hiring Jed Fish. Again, you could have been, you could have a, a great vision of something that nobody else sees. And again, you'll get full credit here. But if this doesn't work, this is, I can't say set the program back because the program's as low as it's ever going to be. But you're going to have a lot of really upset people here if this doesn't work out. Yeah. And, and I think expectations have been tempered a little bit because of the state of the program and where someone left it. So I think if there were ever a time to take a swing, take a risk, um, this is that time. But again, you know, Jed Fish has had 14 jobs in 19 years or something like that. Never been a head coach. Hasn't spent a ton of time in college. Um, and so it was, there's definitely an element of risk to this. Um, but I totally agree that Robbins is the one that's going to take the brunt of the credit or the, uh, downside of it if it doesn't work coaching searches now are something that you can actually bet online with and if you bet on jed fish at the odds that you could probably have found him at you could probably have made a lot of money and you know what the kind of place that you would go to find props like that bets like that would be betonline.ag. there's really only one place that has you covered and one place that i trust that's betonline.ag you got to sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. This is the time of the year to get in on this. Lots of stuff happening in basketball, baseball's kicking up. And again, if you're the guy out there that generally has an idea that maybe some people are missing things, maybe you're the one that had an idea that Jed Fish was going to be hired. This is the place that you want to capitalize. You can make a lot of money on it, and it's incredibly easy. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the good things that Jed Fish has done in his tenure so far at the U of A. And honestly, there's been a lot of good to talk about. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats, and as always, this is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up for a free account today and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. cool thing about BetOnline is that you can bet a multitude of sports. There's a lot of prop bets. So if you're somebody like me, you're always going to be interested in seeing what a new angle is that maybe somebody hasn't had covered. So give them a look. We had a slight issue with uh, John Brogan, so I'm going to be uh, handling this segment. But 
I have an idea of what he's going to say and what I'm going to say. And it starts out with some kudos to Jed Fish. Again, not the hire that I would have made. Still not the hire that I would have made. But as far as understanding the basics of this job and what it entails, Jed Fish gets this job in a way that other coaches here just haven't. And again, maybe a little bit of that is just low expectations. Should I really have to tell you that it's probably good to recruit in-state? Or, you know what, if you got alums out there that want to be part of the program, it's probably useful to, I don't know, maybe utilize them, especially ones that have name recognition. Again, just a thought, not, uh, not saying anything there. But however we got here, you do have to give Jed Fish credit. And he said early on that nobody was going to out-recruit him in state, and that has certainly been the case, and that's been the case in spades. He has reached out to almost every single high school coach in the state, if not all of them, and talking with some of these kids, Jed Fish's pitch is pretty simple. We are going to do things the right way. We are going to recruit this state, and it matters. It's a sense of pride or, to use their terminology, it's personal. And there's no better example of the inroads that Jed Fish has been able to make than at the Chandler High Schools, Chandler High School and Chandler Hamilton. For those of you that are a little unfamiliar, what exactly does that mean? Over the last 20 years, these have been the two best programs in the state as far as producing NFL talent. The numbers are startling. I believe that combined they produced something like 15 to 20 NFL players since the start of the 2000s. And these are been a schools, these are two been two schools that Arizona has never been able to get into. Even did Dick Tomey times. And Dick Tomey recruited some pretty good guys here in state. He was able to get the equivalent of some five-star kids, your Michael Bates, your Bobby Wade's players of that type of players of that ilk. But what's a little bit different, though, is that he was never able to get into the Hamilton schools. He was never able to get into Chandler High School, and nobody could really quite figure out why. Now, granted, it's not like these kids are making an assembly line to ASU. Sure, you have a Nikhil Harry every now and then. I get that one. But it's these are still kids that are leaving the state in droves. Enter Jed Fish. One of the first moves he made was he was able to get Northwestern high school running back, or excuse me, Northwestern running back Drake Anderson. You look at Drake Anderson's stats and you're asking to yourself, you know, what's the big deal? Guy rushed for 300-something yards at a big middling Big Ten school? Who cares? Drake Anderson, though, is from Chandler High School. Now, it's a little bit different because he is a transfer. So, kind of take a wait-and-see approach. Then the bigger domino fell, and that was bringing in Grayson Stovall. Grayson Stovall is a high three-star offensive lineman from Chandler Hamilton. Again, this is an Orlando pace, but we're talking about a kid that has offers from ASU, Michigan State, Utah, schools that are higher up on the pecking order than Arizona is at this stage. And a big reason that he committed was he said that it felt like family when Jed Fish approached him. And that's what has been missing from Arizona since maybe, honestly, the Dick Tomey reign as far as having guys come in here and say, you know what, 
I really like the energy of this staff or I like the identity of this staff. And a big part of that goes to the energy that is Jed Fish. No matter what you think of the hire, it's impossible to sit there and say, man, that guy's boring or that guy is not going to give it his all. You could look at the previous coaches and say, Rich Rodriguez, great X's and O's coach, but did Rich Rod really give it his all? Kevin Sumlin, not a great X's and O's coach, and I think it's very difficult to say that he did give his all in any capacity. Kevin Sumlin felt like he was here collecting a paycheck and really nothing else. However good Jed Fish can be at Arizona is how good Jed Fish is going to be. And that might sound a little weird, but I love that terminology mainly because whatever his apex is as the Arizona head coach, he's going to reach that because the things that I think a lot of coaches have taken for granted, he will not take for granted. He will be the coach that's out there out recruiting everyone, trying to use his connections, and it's already started to work to a certain extent. Then you factor in, obviously not an in-state kid, but Arizona just got a commitment from defensive back to Cario Davis out of Long Beach Millican. This is not the kind of kid that would be committing to Kevin Sumlin eight months ago, nine months ago. This is the kind of kid that a lot of Pac-12 schools wanted, and he's a not a game changer, but he projects as a starting caliber player at the Pac-12 level. And his take on his recruitment was very similar to what Grayson Stovall's was. This school just wanted me more than everybody else, and it felt like family. And when it comes to recruiting, if you're a school like Arizona that doesn't recruit itself, that isn't your Alabama, that isn't your Oklahoma or your Texas or your schools like that, where maybe, you know, the name and the resume is going to kind of speak for itself. You've got to do all of the little things. And so far, Jed Fish has done that. Factor in, too, that you've added a guy like a Brandon Sanders to your staff. You've already got Chuck Cecil. You've got Ricky Hunley. He's put together a great staff, Dwayne Walker, Brennan Carroll. It's impossible to argue as to what the staff is that he has. Now, nobody really knows exactly what those results are going to be, and that will we'll find that out over the next couple years. But a couple months in, it's difficult not to sit here and say that Jed Fish, it kind of makes sense at this point. Now, this could all go bottoms up the second you hit the field and Arizona gets boat raced in their first four games. But until then... You can only go on what you see, and so far what you see from Jed Fish is a guy who really wants this job and is looking to put Arizona on the next level. And I don't really care if he puts Arizona on the next level and then leaves. That, to me, is totally besides the point. The point is that he wants to get Arizona to that level, and then if he does, we'll deal with the fallout if he does go somewhere else. But so far, two months in, even though it's not a hire I would have made, you got to give Jed Fish an A+. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats, and we will be back with you tomorrow breaking down some Arizona basketball. If you're looking for the best in hockey coverage in Arizona, then the Locked On Coyotes podcast is for you. Hosted by Rob Leano, 
Locked On Coyotes brings you the latest news and analysis you need on the Arizona Coyotes. With rotating guests, sounds from the locker room, and weekly Tucson Roadrunners check-ins, Locked On Coyotes is the number one daily podcast for the Arizona hockey fan. Listen and subscribe to the Locked On Coyotes podcast wherever you get your podcasts.